we're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal, just let me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to another episode of Come On Down. How come I never get to do this part? Do you want to? Do you want to go ahead and do it? No, you've already done it for this episode. Well, I mean, I just started it. We'll put I, a pin in it. I'll do it next time. I'll put a pin in it. Yeah, we'll just put a pin in it, and then and we'll you'll do it in the next it. episode. Do you Correct. promise that? Yeah. Okay. Welcome, welcome to another... Come On Down. Wait, I thought we were putting a pin in it. What does that mean to you, though? It means don't worry about it for now. It's over. Conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. That's not what the I The grenade saying. is not going to explode. <laughs> is that where that comes from? Mm-hmm. Okay. Put a pin in it. Welcome to an all new episode of Come On Down, the number one rated podcast that doesn't have to do with murder and exists. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about a Another game show that is currently coming back to the air, and that is Card Sharks. With Joel McHale. Yes, the current version uh, is hosted by Joel McHale, who's been a guest on some of the other game shows we've watched and talked about. It's Mm -hmm. very incestuous world, this game show world. Just Hollywood in general. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, All I can hear is you... Fiddling your leg back and forth right now. Fiddling? What's the word? Uh, bouncing? Shaking, Shaking maybe? Is I a guess. more appropriate All right. uh, Shaking. verb. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about card sharks. You've got some pieces of paper in front of you. Before we talk about card sharks, okay. we do have another sponsor. Wow, this is honestly a great bit. I mean, a great no. payment that yes, we get correct. for doing these sponsor reads. I don't know. Last time I, we did get some feedback. I got some feedback from you directly after the saying it was. It was the last sponsor was a little too risque. Risque. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was some feedback from me. I and guess. so I made this one more risque. Okay. Okay. The sponsor made it more risque. Sorry. The sponsor the that wrote sponsor it. Made it no, okay. no, no. It's it's not as risque. Um, this is and again, this is a real sponsor. Of course. And uh, and this yeah. is the first time I've seen this. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. All right. Today's sponsor is a unique product owned and created by Dave Coulier. The voice of Firkin from the 1987 TV movie Yogi Bear and the Magical Flight of the Spruce Goose? Yep. Also known for his less popular role of Uncle Joey in Full House. Our sponsor today... I feel like I already said... Uh, I said today's sponsor before. Okay. Our sponsor today is the Cut It Out and Put It In My House service. Do you love the smell of fresh cut grass, but you never get to experience it inside your own home? All the time. Thanks to Dave Coulier, voice of the Islanders in the video game The Tuttle's Madcap Misadventures? The Islanders? Like multiple characters? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You can experience that fresh cut grass smell right in your own home. No way. How? The C-I-O-A-P-I-I-N-M installation experts, that's the abbreviation to make it easier to say because cut it out and put it in my house. Wait, C-I-O-A-P-I, 
Cut it out and put it in NM? Oh, MN. Oh, my MY. <laughs> Not my MH. Just read it exactly okay, how I'm the sorry. sponsor The C I O A P I I N M question mark. Installation <laughs> experts deliver bags of freshly cut grass right to your home <laughs> once a week. <laughs> then they go to work covering every square inch inside your home with 100% all natural grass. I like the smell of Kentucky bluegrass. Do they deliver that? Absolutely. They have five different styles of grass to choose from, and you can switch it up each week. Now I don't have to go outside to get those sweet, sweet whiffs of St. Augustine. Or Kentucky bluegrass, because that's the one you said that you really liked a second ago. I like two styles. Use our code, come on down, for 10% off your first month, plus the installation experts will... Well, wear Dave Coulier masks during the first drop-off and installation. SeaWorld and Bush Gardens Adventures Alien Vacations, Dave Coulier? That's the one. Flip the script and let nature come to you with cut it out and put it in my house. <laughs> that seems like a cool experience. Wait, is this by... Dave Coulier, the subject of that Alanis Morissette song. That's exactly right. Wow. That, okay, now I know who we're talking about. The guy who uh, had Alanis Morissette go down on him in a movie theater. To get what? S- sexual gratification. Oh, down on him. Got it. Is she perverted like me? Will she go down on you in a movie theater? That's how the song goes. So I'm just assuming it's all based on real. Anyway, that's the cut it out and put it in NM. Yeah. Because those letters in were there. New Mexico. <laughs> if you if you live in New Mexico, by the way, the service is only valid in New Mexico. It, it, will, it only covers New Mexico land. And it's nice because you don't really have much grass in New Mexico. Yeah, don't you have those ugly gravel yards? Uh, Desert for, yards? For our New Mexico listeners, I think they are quaint and... Our New Mexico listeners. <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> I was just in New Mexico last month um, for yard work. All right, so back to the show. Now that we've got that business out of the way and we're rich because of it, mm-hmm. we are going to be talking about a game called Card Sharks. Card Sharks is maybe the simplest game. By not maybe. By far okay, the by simplest game. Okay, by far the game. simplest game. It's a very simple game. Not a bad thing, but it is for sure the simplest. Yes. Any idiot can play this game. Pretty much. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it is based on a casino game. It's the most casino like game show that we have discussed so far for mm-hmm. sure. It's based on a casino game called AC Doocy. AC Doocy? AC Doocy. Should have called it that. It's a better name. Thunderstruck! That's, Isn't that by AC Doocy? Oh. AC Doocy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got confused there. Um, so the game is very simple. I'll explain it as such. There How are, does it work? There are two competitors. They can be any gender, race, age, etc. So you could have a, you could have a baby... They on have, this show. There were some some versions with children on it. They, <laughs> some, they called it AC Doocy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it premiered in 1978 on NBC. It was hosted 
by a guy named Jim Perry. Pretty, pretty, pretty funny guy, actually. He was he was pretty good. He actually he came up with Sid Caesar. He was the straight man for Sid Caesar on like some touring comedy stuff for okay. for a few years that he did. But I think shortly before Sid Caesar got like all of his TV shows and everything, where um, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner and uh, R.I.P. Carl Reiner. Yeah, R.I.P. Woody Allen, R.I.P. R.I.P. And um, Neil Simon, I think. Also, thank you for your salad dressings. Paul Newman. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not that close. <laughs> I think he is dead. Not it's that dead. close to Neil Simon. Uh, you could have thanked if if you thought if you thanked him for that song, uh, Mrs. Robinson. Mm-hmm. That would be closer to a good joke uh, because okay. that's Paul Simon. Yeah, but anyway, I don't. Just to be clear, I don't thank him for that. But that okay. that would be a much closer. Sure. So so there were two competitors, and the game started off with a high low question, basically. So it was uh, in the vein of Family Feud. We pulled one hundred plumbers, and we asked them, "Have you ever seen a naked person on a plumbing job that you want to go do?" Mm-hmm. How many of them said yes? And whoever had control, I think it was determined by, like, coin flip pre-show. Yeah. Whoever had control gave their answer. 56. And then the other person, it was up to, to say, higher or lower. And if that... Huge advantage, by the way. Huge advantage for that second person. I don't think it's as huge as... I think it is an advantage for the second person. Because I mean, you don't have to say a number. You can just right. say above or below. Right. There, I definitely think there is an advantage for the second person. But there were definitely times where I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, that's a terrible answer. It's much higher than that. And then the person says lower. And I'm like, this person is an idiot. And then it was lower. <laughs> so I was an idiot mm. in those cases. So there were some times where... That was strong of you to admit that. Yeah. I mean, this is all about honesty. That's why we're here. Yeah. So... It starts with one of those questions, and whoever wins that round gets control of the board. In the 1978, in in the initial version, there are five cards per person up on the board. Very. Face down. Very large cards. Very large cards. That's a very good point. Uh, They're probably two and a half feet tall cards. And they've got quote-unquote dealers, which are hot chicks. Mm Mm-hmm. That are in charge of putting the cards up on the wall. Like the contestant, they actually, it is a a 52 card deck of giant cards. Mm -hmm. And before the show, the contestants cut the deck to make sure there's no funny business going on. Mm -hmm. So you cut your own deck and they put the top five cards up in order for each person on the board. They reveal your first card, which is called your... Base card. This is going to be an important term we're going to talk about. All about, about the that show. base. Base. All about that base. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You remember that song? That's what this, and that's what this, this is what the song was about. <laughs> the base card from Card Sharks. It was Sharks. about the base card yeah. from Card Sharks. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm bringing booty back. You know, how that's a metaphor. 
for card counting. Well, lock this one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Um, so, so you get your base card, and whatever the card was, you had to decide whether the next card was going to be higher or lower. Mm-hmm. And if you are the person who just won the high-low question and got control of the board, you have the ability to swap out your base card for the next card on the top of your deck. So if you get... So ace is always high in this game. Mm-hmm. Two is low, ace is high. So eight is directly in the middle. There are six cards below eight and six above. Mm-hmm. And so eight is the worst card you can have because it's basically 50-50. It's actually a little worse than 50-50 because there are other eights in the deck. There are three other eights. Yeah. And you lose if it is the same card. Yeah, that was No harsh. matter what. You just, I mean, that's. That's how the house wins. <laughs> yeah. That's how these gambling games always work. So there was a uh, 52% chance of being wrong. If the eight was on? If, if it was eight. Okay. So you've, you've only got a 48% chance of getting this right okay. on an eight. So it's by far your worst odds of anything. Um, but you went and you guessed whether it was higher or lower. And at any point, say an eight comes up which you know is a bad, unlucky card, you can freeze, and that card becomes your new base card. And when you freeze, it goes back to another high-low question. However, if you at any point miss, you are reset back to your base card. Any cards that you had overturned back uh, to that point are discarded, and two or however many new cards are put in their place face down. Yeah. And the other person now has control and they get to go. That other person, since they arrived in control by virtue of you missing, they cannot swap their base card because they didn't get the question right. It's not all about that base for them. It is not all about that. Well, it is all about that base because they can't change it. Oh, so that it's all about that base. It for is them all about well. that base for them. Yes, okay. exactly. So they then do the same thing until they potentially want to freeze or whatever, and then it goes to another question. You just go until somebody gets all five. Yeah. Until somebody is, pretty is five straightforward. across. That's it. I mean, the, the other factor is there can only be four questions in a game. So once it gets to the fourth question, whoever gets that one correct, whoever gets control there, they choose whether they want to play their cards or make the other person play their cards because this is the final round of the game. Okay. You have to get the fifth one correct in order to or win. Or you lose. Or you lose. Okay. So if the other person is on, is still on the first or second card, you might choose them because it's going to be more unlikely for them to get all the way to five, getting all of them right than it is for you. Yeah. So... That's the strategy of the game. That's how the game works. Again, in this version of the game, you played until five cards, and you played best of three. So whoever won that, you start back over, and you're against each other again for a new game right afterwards. Okay. If the same person wins, they're the champion. If it's a tie, or if the, if the other person wins the second game, you now go to a third game, which is only three cards rather than five. And there are only a maximum of three questions in 
this portion of the game. Yeah. And then whoever wins the third game is is the game winner. Whatever. So then we go on to whoever wins the game. What's the dude? Yep. I'm just waiting for this. What's the money? How much money are they winning? So you you're gonna hate this and then you're gonna like it. Okay. So they won a hundred dollars per game that they won. Okay. So they had two hundred dollars at the end. So you win two hundred dollars. Yeah. So they have like a semi-large family's amount of money going to a golden corral. That's a really large family for you could take out. If that's one trip to Golden Corral for two hundred dollars. <laughs> How much does it cost for a buffet? Well, it's like I don't know, fifteen a person. It's probably cheaper right now. Fifteen a person, and then because it also includes four hundred percent tip. Pandemic. Pandemic. Um, yeah. So, I think it was you. You had two hundred dollars, but then you go to the bonus round. Obviously, mm. the bonus round, which is called money cards. Because here's where you get the money. Yeah. So you have your $200. I just picked that up and put it down without taking a sip of it. Because I got really invested in what I'm talking about right now. Money <laughs> cards. So money cards is straight up casino gambling. You start with $200. And there are seven cards up on the board in three rows. There's four, two, and one. Mm-hmm. You start on the bottom row, the four-card row, with your base card. And you have to bet your $200 in $50 increments, higher or lower. Owen. Okay. You don't even know what the base card is, though. I mean, I'm assuming it's a two. It was an eight. (laughs) All in still. Wow. Higher. So, So you have to bet at least 50 on every turn. And in increments of 50. Mm-hmm. If you bust on the bottom row, you move up to the second row, which you get another $200 added on at that point. And so if you busted, you've got $200 now. And you play the last card that you got right. It moves up to the second row okay. with you. You play off of that. For the next two cards. And then if you bust there, it's over. You lose. You just take the $200 you won in the main game and that's it. Right. But if you survive that and make it to the third row, it's just one card up there. And you have to bet at least half of your money on that card. They should make it all. Okay. Well, you have to bet all your money. Well, you don't. You have to bet half. So if you don't bust on the first row, let's say you work your way up to $1,000, you move on to the second row, they add on another 200 so you've got 1200 now. Mm. You keep betting, you've got 2500 When you get to the final one, you've got to bet at least 1250 They kind of changed throughout how if you could change any of your cards out. For a while... They let you change one per row. Yeah. For a while, they let you change three at any point in time. But uh, it it kind of varied year to year or episode to episode, it seemed like. But so in this original version, starting with $200, getting that extra $200 and going through the seven cards, 
you had the potential to win $28,800 if you go all in every time and you get it right. I mean, it's that's that's one large family outing in the Golden Corral. That's more accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one person did it. Yeah. One good. person ever did max bed every time, get every single one right. Nice. So she's a hero. And I think she's president now? She is? I think that's how that works. Okay. So, I mean, that's basically the game. That's the original version of the game. It was hosted, like I said... When did Bob Eubanks by come Jim, the Okay, so it was hosted by Jim Perry, 1978 to 81 on NBC. Show went off the he air. Hasn't been born yet, don't care. Oh, is that how you view things? Yeah, absolutely. So If it didn't happen in my lifetime... Look, like the civil rights movement? You gotta be real... Oh, yeah, no, that definitely didn't happen. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell because of what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, and so, so it uh, ended its run in 1981... Jim Perry went on to host another game show called Sale of the Century, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly because the instead of an S at the front of sale, it was a dollar sign. Mm. So I don't know if it's dollar ale of the century. Yeah. Potentially. But so he, he went on to host that show. That's like Ked Dollar Sina. Kesha? Yeah. So you're trying okay. So I think she changed that. Dollar sign a millionaire. Millionaire? Is that <laughs> I don't think that's the dollar sign at all. But the show went off the air in 81. It came back in 86, but Jim Perry was hosting this other show. And now it is relevant time. again. 1986. All right. In 1986, Bob Eubanks, host, former host, future host of the newlywed game, mm-hmm. came on and took over. The game was almost exactly the same. They changed in the um, money cards game at the end. The second row added four hundred instead of two hundred dollars. Now, okay, I like that. So it upped. I think thirty-two thousand was the maximum instead of twenty-eight, eight, thirty-two hundred, thirty-two thousand. Oh wow! So I mean, you could get a couple trips to Golden Corral for that. Yeah, but I mean, that was the game for that whole time. It, it went off air in eighty-nine. Came back in a syndicated version in 2001-02 with a guy named Pat Bullard. I'm, b- I'm bored of Bullard. Yeah, he sucked. So it actually it premiered uh, the week of 9-11 in 2001. Mm. And I don't think... What are you doing? You, did you fart? Was no, that? a fly landed directly on my nose. Okay. So uh, I don't think people were ready to yell higher or lower yet. At that point in our yeah. country. And it lasted for like three months and then That's right. went away. But now we're ready again. Because when the planes hit, you had to, you were either, you could say higher and lower. The planes hit pretty high. So strategically, you want to say lower. Uh, Just let me know if you had to cut that. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, so uh-huh. The show is back again. Uh and that and now, yep. Yeah. yeah, so Joel McHale is the host now. It's 2019. Let's fast forward. Let's 2000 fast forward to 2019. 
Let's just forget about anything that happened before then. Yeah, I blacked out. Did I say anything? <laughs> I could tell. Okay. Um, so Joel McHale is the host now. And that's it. Do we have to end this episode? I think we're out of it. No, no, no. So Joel McHale is the host now, right? Yeah. And, and he he does a great job. Think, I was worried you because think he, I only knew that Joel McHale was the host. I hadn't watched any episodes yet. And Joel McHale is a very dry, very sarcastic, borderline mean. He plays characters that are very sarcastic and borderline mean. Like on The Soup, he, I mean, essentially they just made fun of famous people. Yep. And which, I mean, whether that's mean or not is subjective, but. They deserve it. <laughs> okay. So very clear on your stance on that. Then and it's not mean enough. He was very, a very mean character. He had yeah. like a soft. He was a dick. A good heart, but right. you know, he had a very, very hard outer shell. Sure. I was afraid he was going to be too mean on the show. You want him to host The Weakest Link instead? Yes. Oh, yes. He would do great on The Weakest Link. But he dialed it back. And he was yeah. still sarcastic, but he wasn't... It wasn't a type of sarcasm that's meant to have... You know, there's no target on this right. sarcasm. It is more... It's not he's insulting. making fun of the show or something else. Yeah. So, Joe McHale's host now. The set looks different. I don't like it. I don't either. I was going to say that. So the set is all is more modern. And so before there were these big cards up on a board and there was a little like um, overhanging dash yeah. that followed along it, where it looks like when you step on an old was. school scale and the scale you use it to yeah, level up the line. weights you can tell. So it would if you froze on the third card or whatever, it would move your base card. So it would go across the two cards until yeah. it stopped and showed you stopped over your base card. This one uses fancy lights. So they, which does take away from the experience of it. Yeah. It, it, I think it lights an outline of them in white. If it's the base card, mm -hmm. otherwise it's outlined in red or blue deck, whichever person you are. I, what I saw on what I really, really, really enjoyed from the Bob Eubanks yeah. style. The set was moving. They oh, had yeah. a rotating set. Things are moving around. They had a huge uh, cards that looked like, you know, you had two cards spread, and that was that would go in and out, mm -hmm. and it would all just work in sync. You know, Bob would walk out from the back right. His podium's moving in in front of him. Yep. Everything's kind of just coming together, and then it locks into place, and I thought that was really cool. And it gives you, I don't know, it just, I liked it. Yeah, Everything I, was too static. On some of these new. revived game shows, you get um, you get some new look stuff. Some of them, like some of them, are kind of just the same as they were before. This one is definitely the former. It's more of the yeah. new look, new style. Um, it just seems more fancy. What's the other one that Joel McHale was the the I guess star on? We did it recently. Match game. Yeah, match game. Yeah. Kept the set the exact same. Yeah, exactly. And it looks awesome. Right. Um, I, I don't think you can maybe necessarily do that for every single game show revival, but there was some some charm to the set of that that mm -hmm. I I thought was cool that's that's missing a little bit now. But otherwise the the main difference is rather than contestants playing best of three, getting five cards across, 
Now each person has 10 cards to get across, and they just play one round. much harder to do. It's way hard. And now there are five question maximum. So it still doesn't go on painfully long because that's after five questions, somebody has to win. You say that because I watched the newer style first with Joe McHale. Okay. And then I went back and I watched older versions of Bob Eubanks ones. And I saw there were only five. Yeah. And I was like, this, too easy. they're going to, they're going to, yeah. I was like way too easy. I'm going to see a hundred contestants in and out of these right. 20 minute episodes, but it didn't seem like there was a huge difference in the amount of time used in each round. Yeah. So, so in, in the new version, there's, like we said, 10 cards, whoever gets to the finish or whoever wins after the final question has been asked, moves on to the money cards bonus game again. Mm -hmm. It's almost the same. It's a little bit different. So this time you get $10,000 and now now we're you're talking. Talk, now you're talking. Now we're talking extended family to Golden Corral. Hey, hey. So now you've got ten thousand dollars, but if you lose this all, you're you don't get the two hundred dollars from winning the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is your only ten thousand dollars. Yes. And now they give you big, gigantic, oversized casino chips mm-hmm. as well to match the size of the to cards. match the gigantic cards. I think the casino. I don't. I think the scale is. I think the casino chips are like the same size as a card, which is way too big for <laughs> a casino chip. Big. So uh, I thought it was a little too big. That's my main critique is the chips are a little too big. If you guys could work on that. And then they put them on higher or lower. And that's basically it. There's no three rows this time. Yeah, There's I just like straight that. up seven cards. And you get one swap a doodle throughout those seven cards. You have to bet at least a thousand every time now Mm -hmm. and again for the final one you have to bet at least half of your money so starting with ten thousand dollars if you double it every single time you win six hundred something thousand dollars in this version maximum i don't think anybody's come close to that yeah i don't think anybody's eclipsed a hundred thousand I saw a hundred thousand. Yeah, I assumed that, they would be all right around there. Right, that was the highest I saw. Um, and I mean, I I've got a lot of criticisms about the way people play this game. Oh, same. I think everybody is way too conservative. Way too conservative. Also, this is one of the only games where, if you know math, you're going to crush this game. You don't really have to know math. Here's the thing: we we established that eight is in the middle. Right. So anything higher than eight, the odds say the next card is lower. Yes, but but the odds come into play if cards are being taken out. Right. So it is one consistent deck. So right. if you've got two, three, four, six, eight, four, either up on the board or eliminated because you missed a question and they pulled them down at some point, there are now fewer low cards Mm -hmm. in the deck right so the odds of it being a higher card have gone up a little bit now so and i think that comes into play a little more in the new latest version where there are 10 cards up there rather than five because you get a little bit better count on the cards Mm -hmm. with with more uh potential for you to see cards there but i mean yeah it's basically 
Is it higher or lower? I think the uh, my strategy. I'm going into card sharks. Here's my strategy. Okay. I am freezing on any eight, seven, or nine. Cards with the worst odds. I am playing anything else unless I've got control and I'm able to swap. I will swap a 10 or a 6. I will obviously swap 7, 8s, and 9s as well. Okay. I will play a 6 or a 10 if it's in the middle of a thing. But that's it. Because so I I, I pulled out a calculator and I did a little bit of uh you had a calculator. Mul- multiple. Well, you have a calculator. I opened a calculator app on my phone, okay. and I did Let's a little bit of clear multiplication about what we and do. division and et ceteras, et ceteras. It was not a TI-86+. plus. It was an app that replicated a TI-86+. Plus. And so I did spend most of the time playing Drug Wars on it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the flying? What was the... the it looked like a... Uh, v. Oh, what was that? And it one? was and in the uh, you did not crash. Yeah, it would get it would get thinner and thinner. Yeah, and, or narrower and narrower the more you would go. I can't remember, but that and Snake was on there, of course. Yeah, of course. But yeah, so I did some math. If you're a ten or a six, and you're gonna swap it, so we're just gonna go around ranking people now, huh? Yeah. If you're a ten, call me. Mm-hmm. If you're a six, also call me. I'm freezing on you. Also call me. Yeah. Um. So you've got a 37% chance of, if you say lower, there's a 37% chance you are wrong and it's higher. However, With a 10 or a 6? On a 10 or a 6. Like, it, yeah, a 10 if you say lower oh, and it's higher. higher. Or okay. a 6 if you say higher and it's lower. You've got a 37.3% chance, percent, 37. 37.3% chance of being okay. wrong. Got it. If you swap it for a new card... There's only a 23.5% chance of getting a worse card. So you've got better odds getting a new card than you do playing that card. Okay. So I'm swapping those if I need to, but I'm playing them if they're in the middle of a run and I'm going, let's keep this ball rolling. Yeah. The weird thing is, you. so you also actually, so you have better odds if you are the person not in control. So like if we're playing against each other, I get control of the board, I'm playing and I miss instead of freeze, mm-hmm. then control passes to you. Yeah. So now you should be even more aggressive because I already missed and went back to my base card. You should just like play until you, you have get to get an ahead. 8 or a 7 or a 9 yeah. for sure. Um and that's that's my especially in the bonus. You're playing with house money in the money cards portion. Like just go hard. What it, it's the same mindset you have to have at a poker table or something. Once your money has turned into chips, it is not money anymore, and you cannot think of it as money, or you are not going to be successful. Yeah, those are chips. You know, if somebody's betting three hundred, you can't sit there and be like, "Oh, well, I've only got three hundred and fifty. I'll only have fifty left." And yes, yeah, statistically, this makes the most sense. But like. I've seen people in the money cards, they get an ace and they don't bet it all on lower. I'm so glad you brought that up because I saw that and I was so upset. Yeah. I was visibly, I was shaking. I started sweating. I had broken my computer and I threw my shoe out of the window. I was pissed. I was livid. I saw somebody walking by in the front. I cussed him out. Okay. They probably deserved it. She had a young girl. Daughter started crying. 
I ran down, apologized. To the daughter? Yes. Got okay. mad again, started yelling again, started crying again. The mom has now stabbed me. This took a drastic <laughs> turn. <laughs> Back up here. Where? You look great. I finished. Oh, yeah, no. I have had, I have wounds all over myself. Oh, it's oh, just oh, in God. my It's in my abdomen section. Okay. And I changed because I wanted to look good for the camera. Perfect. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for being such a trooper and going through with this show. And now you're frozen in time. <laughs> oh, I thought you said freeze on the six. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was a it was an eight. Um, it was so upsetting because why would you not bet all in? I don't know. There, I yeah, sure. There is a three out of fifty one chance that you are wrong, mm-hmm. but the odds of that are so low. That's six percent. You've got a ninety four percent chance of being right with house money. You bet it all right. 100% of the time. Yes, agreed. So that that pissed me off when people did stuff like that. You've got to be aggressive in this bonus game mm-hmm. for sure. A little less so in the regular game, but you've got to be aggressive in well, the Well, the money just piles up the so money quickly in the, in the money cards. Yeah, I think people start trying to hedge too much yeah. when you've just really got to play the odds. I mean, if you're at 30,000 and you're like, man, I'd be really happy to go home with... 50,000 so I'll bet 25 instead yeah. of thir- or I'll bet 20 instead of 30 mm-hmm. and it's like a 3 and you get it right because 90% of the time you're going to be right there yeah you just cost yourself $20,000 by not betting that 10,000 and now you've got another card after that that $20,000 turns into 40,000 on that card right so the exponential factor of that you've got to be going big you've got to go hard yep so that um that's how you get stabbed that's how you do (laughs) that's how you do dumb shit this is not what we learned playing poker which do you so do you actually remember how we the first time we did live comedy and how that is related to poker when we did stand up? Yeah. I don't know how that was okay, so, to poker. So when we were probably ages twenty to twenty-five, yeah. We played poker a lot, played a lot of cards. But we were in we our group of friends were in college around that yeah. age. So we would play on summer and then after that we would play how how I didn't realize it was twenty five. I just remember college. Playing. It was probably about that. I mean, so during college, it was probably the heaviest. Yeah. Uh, but we, like during summer breaks, we would have a house game like three or four nights a week. Yeah. And then we would drive an hour up to the casino once or twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, it was a group of us, like five or six close friends. And then these two other guys that one of them we went to high school with and our friend Fran went to college with Jack. Mm-hmm. And Fran is a boy. It's yes. a boy's name. Just to be clear. Yeah. So so Jack was another guy that was into poker. He came to a lot of our games, and then his friend Khan came to a lot of games as and well. And they were significantly better than they us. They were better than us, and so it was good to be able to play against them for lower stakes three or four times a week and then yeah. go to the casino and play against people that maybe weren't as good as them. Yeah. So one day, I remember... Con came to our game and Jack didn't come. And he said, Oh, he's working on his stand up. And I remember all of us saying, 
Well, that's weird because Jack isn't funny at all. <laughs> he's never told. Oh, okay. He's never done any jokes. I don't think. Like yeah. that's weird. And he's like, yeah. Well, he wants to do an open mic, and it's tomorrow night, and I'm gonna go. And we were all like, we are all gonna go. Yeah. And so it was at back door here in back Dallas Comedy Club in the Hilton or uh, Double, Double Tree. Tree. And I remember we all went. It was like two drink minimum open mic thing. And Jack got up there, and to my surprise, he was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. He yeah. uh, it was just nervousness mixed with um, amateur. First time, I mean, with lots of energy. I mean, it was a non-stop monologue for three and a half straight minutes. I mean, I have basically no recollection of it other than it was fast and it was hard to understand. I felt uncomfortable. I, the yeah. number one feeling that I felt during yeah. it was uncomfortable, um, and I just remember like slumping in my chair and like just looking around at other people, like gauge and react, making sure you're like, having the appropriate yeah, 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 reaction. Yeah. And so it wasn't very good. Jack's a real great guy. He's not a comedian. But we sat and saw the the whole open mic, and there were some funny people there. Mm -hmm. And I think it inspired us to sign up to go the next week. Nothing like seeing somebody fail hard, being <laughs> like, "That's motivation, baby." I can do better. I can than do better that. than that. And if that guy, if that guy can get up there and do this, and you know, not kill himself or anything, yeah, I can probably I can probably do, it do that. Too. Tragically, Jack did kill himself. Right, a it was few, it was on stage later, which was crazy because we were still motivated to go after we saw him. That was on that stage. was weird, but uh, but yeah. So that that was at the first time that we okay did stand up was because of that. Yeah, and then we went up there and we were also very bad. We it was okay. We got some. We got some. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, when you do open mics in Dallas, Texas, it's there's all usually the about five people yeah. there, if you're lucky. You're very defensive over your first open mic set ever. Yeah. It's not good. But it was better than Jack. <laughs> and that's and all Jack, that if you're listening from heaven, <laughs> you should feel bad. You should be ashamed of your bad open mic performance mm -hmm. and how it inspired us to do mediocre comedy. Yep. It's your fault. Yeah. So if anybody's listening to this and they're like, this is not good. Why am I still listening? It's 44 minutes into this. Why am I still listening? Guess what? You have Jack to thank for that. And this is basically like, I think this podcast for us is what that open mic night was for Jack. Ooh. You know, we're realizing that. Yeah. So do we What's kill ourselves on air also? What's the point anymore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so that's that's the strategy you've got to use. You've got to be aggressive. You can't treat that money as money that you have. Right. You have to. I mean, you have play to understand though. Like we definitely go into it with a different mindset because we play poker. We've lost hundreds of dollars. We know. Don't tell my wife that you have to. I love you very much. Be cold and analytical. You cannot see it as money, and you can tell these people aren't like that right i mean they're they're people whose qualification is to be on a game show where they go higher lower Please. higher. did you see any i was looking um 
Did you see anybody that did the wrong thing, like mathematically, like objectively? Like somebody who had a four and said lower or something like that? I saw, I think I saw one person say higher when they had a 10, but there were like two face cards in front of her. So I think she might've been, you know, sometimes people will see an ace and a king and be like, oh, there's already a lot of high cards out there. It's like, was she right? um, No, I don't think so. Play the odds, guys. You have to. No matter what, there's no feelings. There's no do. There's only statistics. Okay. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the math podcast with John and John. Yeah. That's twice the John. 2x John. Is it or is it John squared? Oh shit. I don't know. I don't know math very well. Okay. So but yeah, I think I think that's the way to approach it. It's part again, particularly in the money cards round, you gotta go big. You go big or go home. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the game. Right. Um, and then there, there are some ways that I, what are you, what were your overall opinions of card sharks as a game show? Overall opinions? Yeah. I give it five buzzers. Five buzzers out of five? Out of five. Fun game. Great guest. Bob Eubanks is fun and quick and, um, Joel McHale is sarcastic and snappy and witty and the game is super easy to play. I love gambling. I was very invested. Okay. I was screaming at my TV. I went downstairs. I started screaming at people on the street. Again? No. <laughs> that one was a goof. I'm goofing on that one. But the uh, first one. The first one was real. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I am bleeding. I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was fun. So, so, yeah, I think there's definitely something to the... You can play along at home without having to be somebody that knows when the Magna Carta was signed. You know, all the trivia 15, type games. 14? Uh, 12, 15, I think. Um, when did Columbus sail the ocean blue? 1492? Because it rhymes. Yeah. The, uh, there's no knowledge necessary for this game it is higher there is if you want to be good at the show odds and statistics well yeah odds but i mean like trivial knowledge there's no trivial knowledge necessary unless you know how many college students said that their dream job was astronaut (laughs) out of 100 yeah unless you have that sort of trivial knowledge they also added at one point in the i think in the bob eubanks version five hundred dollars if you got it on the nose if you Got the exact number of how many college students wanted to be an astronaut, right? Oh. You got a five hundred dollar bonus. You absolutely should get a bonus. Yeah, they didn't have that originally. They added it because you deserve that. Yeah. Um, especially because, as you said, it probably favors the person going second, the person who just has to say higher or lower. Right. Of course. Because the person could be so far off on their for like, because that's the thing, if the number of things if the number of whatever the question is is 30 mm-hmm. and the person says 10 they missed it by a lot uh and all you have to do is say higher or lower right but if the person said 25 they got very close but your answer of higher still beats their answer of yeah, 25 exactly so so that's why it probably favors the the person going lighter a, a little bit 
I tried to look into the statistics. I couldn't find a good statistical analysis of that. Mm-hmm. New Science Magazine had. You didn't find that I, on your. I forgot to look in Old Science Magazine. I forgot this yeah, older you, show. You can't. You can't go over that one. That one usually has a lot of the questions that are unanswered. Yeah. So. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. I don't know if I give it five out of five. The the new version I think is a little. They tried to make it a little bit too dramatic. And it's not a dramatic show. It's a fun, silly, yell at the TV show like Family Feud or Price is Right or something like that. It doesn't need any of the who wants to be a millionaire dramatic lighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't need that. Yeah. Some game shows that works for. I don't think it works for this one. So I, I, I'd give it like a, a three and a half or four. I like it. I think it's okay. fun. I'd like to play it. Have you rated anything a five? That's ridiculous. That's unattainable. No, I might at some point. Five. Okay. Um, but Joel McHale, if you can get me on the show, I will compete in it and I will go hard or go home. Right. I Probably mean, even go if home. you go hard, you still will go home. Either way, I'll go home. Hopefully, I go home hard. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> go hard. Go. Why her dick shook so funny? <laughs> yeah. Um, with a lot of money. Right. My pants are hard. With a hard pocket full money. of money. Yes. So, yeah, but I liked it. I do think I could make it better. I think... So, card shark is a term that kind of means somebody that's really good at cards, kind of like a pool shark or whatever. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can come in, be a ringer a little bit, a little bit of a rounder, whatever it is. They know what they're doing at the table. They may play things to their advantage a little bit. There's kind of, uh, there can be a negative connotation with it in terms of people that are card counting or things like that. that They're against casino rules or whatever. So, Card Shark, it's a very powerful name. Where are the sharks? It's in your notes also? dude. Absolutely. Okay, so here's my, and you're you're probably going to have a different approach to this. Yeah. But here's my approach to it. So what you do is you have the contestants each on an individual platform above a shark tank. Is there a... You don't want a trap door in this one? You just want a plank? They're, no, they're on a platform, okay? Mm-hmm. Like a like a walk-the-plank situation? On Not a quite a plank, okay. but a platform, all right? There are hydraulics involved, however, <laughs> because <clears throat> for each time you are incorrect, mm-hmm. you say higher or lower and you are wrong... You lower down closer to the shark tank. Oh my gosh. Live sharks. Live sharks. Of course. With the laser beams. <laughs> okay. And after the third lower, splash. It you're just in, splashes into the water and you have to. You're in the tank now. Fend for yourself. Yeah. So think about how much more. I know I just pushed really vocally not playing conservatively <laughs> yeah. in this scenario i think you'd see a lot more conservative play sure i think the games would last a little longer i think you'd see a lot fewer cards mm-hmm. i think that whole cheering along and shouting would be a little bit removed from the game sure but you also wouldn't be able to stop watching because somebody could be fed to sharks right. any second see you see the fly now it flies on you my see mic. the fly now <laughs> There you go. Boom. Good blow. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you on your nose, too. <laughs> no, it's Dude. a nose fly. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, so that that's my shark related idea. Yeah. Is yours just Joel McHale wears the left shark costume from Katy Perry's halftime show? So let me get this. Let me get this right. I wrote, sorry, a sponsor wrote an ad about Dave Couillet. Yes. Starting a company about a gentleman bringing grass into your home. <laughs> yeah. And you think correct. the most creative thing I could think of was putting Joel McHale in a shark suit. That was your... Yes. That's your... That's my guess. Okay. Well, you're only slightly wrong. If they get it wrong, the sharks from Katy Perry's Super Bowl performance come out and do a dance. Is that actually what you wrote? That is exactly... That is word for word what I wrote. <laughs> God. So it's not Joe McHale in the suit. It's the actual... It's the actual one. the actual yeah. sharks. Yes. Suit. Okay. When they get it wrong, they come out and do the dance. And they just do it as dance. punishment. No music. Oh wow! <laughs> Silently. No, no, no. There's, there's some sort. It's of... like one of those silent raves. Have you seen those? Oh, it's like those everybody has noise put... canceling headphones that are playing something. That are right? playing the, yeah. the same thing, and everybody's just mm-hmm. can't do that anymore. I mean, you could, but you have to, a socially distanced silent disco. Just first of all, it's a mouthful. Yeah. Second, that would look even weirder with a six foot gap between everybody. Yeah. Right, you, know, like you do that. You do this move with the yeah. uh, with the fishing rod. But you, you you have to move with them, <laughs> and as you reel in, you step backwards <laughs> because if they're getting yeah. close, they can't get closer to right. six feet. What other make it betters do you have? What other make it betters? God, I've got tons of them. Um, this was a Goodson Todman production. Eights always have a fifty-two percent chance of being wrong. <laughs> okay, you're, but you're just reading the notes from the top. Oh, okay. We need real sharks. That's <laughs> yeah. a note I okay. have here. All right, so you're out. I'll go for the rest of mine. Okay. We already talked about this a little bit. The second question, the second guessers should have to do an actual number. Instead of higher or lower, and that's yeah. just whoever's closer? I mean, it's not like... So it's, it's kind of prices right to ask. Like, I get it. It's, But I just... I think they should have to do the same one. And then whoever's closest gets... What about... Is it prices right rules? Higher, go over, whatever? To like, no. I'll just say whoever's closest. So if you say... But see, the here's the problem with that. If you say 65, and I think it's something higher, then I say 66. If I think it's something lower, then I say 64. Yeah. So it's always just going to be higher or lower. Yeah, that's true. I'm just poking all sorts of holes mm-hmm. in yes. this plan no. of yours. Yours, I didn't... Unless say anything about it. I didn't... Blind. I didn't say anything about your shark thing. Just kind of went with it. But who, I'm, with I'm, your trying shark to, I'm trying to help Remember you. When you said what if they did it sharks? blind? What if instead of saying aloud, they each wrote down their own answer without seeing the other person's Ooh. in advance? Then that you wouldn't run into no, that. No, I don't like it. Okay. I'll stick with the. Uh, I'll stick with um, higher and lower. So okay. just we'll scrap that. We'll just we'll scrap my my wish list and just throw it. All right. No, I'm I'm glad that you can realize that it was a bad idea. Rotating stage needs to come back. Okay, I like it that. Absolutely needs to come yeah. back. Uh, cutting the deck. Seems unnecessary. Seems like a waste of time. Oh, yeah. So on this new version, we physically see them cut the decks <laughs> at the beginning right. and then before the money cards round yes. as well. Whereas I mentioned in the earlier version, they did it backstage before the show. Makes sense. I didn't need to see that. I didn't need to see it. And the- also, what do you... There's not ever been a time where there's cheating happening on... On a, a game, game show. show. I trust them 100%. immensely. They did... Uh, 
the one of the changes on this new version is when they cut the deck, they like show the card that they cut to, and that's who answers yeah, to the first they question. They do the, the open up their deck. Yeah, that's who gives the answer to the first question, which again you think is a disadvantage, so you don't want that. Right. You don't want to be the person answering. I don't. All right. And then the kings, they need to bring back the suicide kings. Ooh, you have to kill yourself if a suicide well, king no, comes up? Uh, no, no, no. That's a little too far. Like I our just, friend Jack. I love the, the suicide kings with the... Sorry, sorry just, I'm just thinking of a thumbnail for our YouTube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the king that has the knife in his head. <laughs> yeah. You just want it to... I just want to see that. Do you know that it doesn't? Is that removed from all card decks now? I don't know. Probably. Okay. So you just... I don't, didn't see it. You didn't see it and you would, you would like to see it. I would like to see it. Yes. What suit? I think it's a good reminder that life is fragile. What suit is the suicide? And even if you think you, you, you're happy with status or money or power, although it can make you a little bit happier, think about kings. They've got money. They've got power. They've got status, and they're still killing themselves. They're still taking their stress, and they're still killing themselves. Wait, why are you mumbling so much? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I thought that was more motivational, the less you could understand me. I, yeah, I mean, I can see that working. What about the king of queens? Just in general, what about it? What do you think about it? I think we could probably do the outro for the show now. You don't think? You don't think <laughs> it was you, a fine show. You don't want to talk about the King of Queens? I don't. It's This isn't a King of Queens podcast. I'd be happy to start I a King of Queens was. podcast with you. And all we, we could episode, episode for by episode. episode. <laughs> review of the King of Queens. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been Card Sharks on Come On Down. For our last episode ever is next week. You will be listening to the Queens of Kings. Ooh. Right? Wow. And we do it in drag. Okay. But uh, it doesn't work for the audio people, I guess. That's okay. But um, yeah, if you want to check us out on social at Come On Down Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email us at Come On Down Show at gmail.com if you would like us to appear on Card Sharks or any other related King of Queens game shows. If yes, we will, I will play the Jerry Stiller character <laughs> in a reboot of King of Queens. Yeah. And you can play the. Um, the Scientology, Leah Remini, you can play the role of Leah Remini mm -hmm. in a gender swapped Queen of Kings. They live in Brooklyn now, mm -hmm. and it's the woman who works for UPS. I'm going to head out. I'm just going to go ahead and head out. All mm -hmm. right. We'll see you guys next week.